Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 109 on a Saturday, the college football season in the rearview mirror. Tech Talk is back. Doug Swinhart in studio, and we know there's a lot of pent-up demand, so we invite you to call early or text early in the program. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, Doug's the man, and he's back in studio today for Tech Talk. 651-989-9226 is a phone number, and you can text the program at 81807. First and foremost, Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. It's great to be back. And uh, staying busy, I would presume. Yeah, well, you know, this time of year, it's kind of spotty. I anticipate some extra calls coming in this next week on equipment to buy and sure. the right uh, the right present to give. And, of course, like you and I always say, if it's if it's for somebody going to school or somebody that's already in school, you might want to get them involved. It um, That's usually the first thing that I recommend. Surprises are nice, but it's this is an area where some input from the giftee is a good idea. Yeah, and Doug, I, I think beyond that, uh, really for anyone in any tech gift, if someone wants an e-reader, they probably have already done a little bit of research. I, I think with any tech gift, gift cards, uh, maybe buying a card, let's go shopping, um, that sort of thing. Because really, really with any piece of equipment, even if it's a laptop, what's the keyboard like, the screen, features, what are you going to do with it? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into uh, these gifts. Unless you know for sure it's it's better to maybe just get a gift card and let them do the shopping. I couldn't agree more. I, the when you think about the number of hours that somebody is yep. going to spend on a piece of tech, whether it be a phone, a tablet, a netbook, a notebook, or a full-blown desktop, I mean, this is this is pretty – it's very, very personal. And, and they're all so personalized today that it really does make sense to, to get the giftee involved. All right. Uh, by the way, our phone number again, 651 989 9226, you can text 81807. That is 81807. And Doug hasn't been on in a while, so we expect a lot of calls and texts right out of the gate. So we invite you to get in early. Net neutrality oh. has come up. Let's get into this real quickly. I mean, we, we could probably talk all hour about this, but give us a broad overview. People, I think, hear this term and go, oh, how does it affect me? That's huge. This is... This is too complicated. Can you boil it down? I will try. It's th- this is this is an enormous issue. If if we actually allow this thing to go through, the service providers looks like it will go through. Oh, it's going to happen. They can actually charge different tiers for the level of service to each individual 
customer. And in addition to that, in order to get to where they want to go for privacy, it gets kind of ugly. That this is that many people think that this will completely destroy any anonymity on the internet. And I understand the 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 absolute necessity for keeping our country safe and all this, but this really revolves more around marketing and bandwidth usage. And I would like to actually see some balance to this, and I'm just not seeing it. All right. So really what it means is is that uh, they're going to have the ability, and and I think a lot of it comes down to, in my opinion, the gigantic volume of streaming video correct that that is now heading out on the i mean it, it j- just seems to me it has to do with reeling that in and for the heavy users who con- who really stream all their video into their home i'm a guilty party you know i uh we all I, are I, I i stream video into my home if i want to watch a ball game i'm streaming it yeah you know i'm not i'm not getting it from a dish or cable right now well, see, and, and and part of these issues fall back to okay. I I have I have my smartphone, and I have an account with AT and T. But the instant I walk into the house, my smartphone connects to my Comcast Wi-Fi, so that bandwidth on that smartphone is actually coming from Comcast or Xfinity. See, and that's part of this issue. Well, years and years and years ago, I've often said. Why can't each individual have their own separate IP address? And regardless what piece of device they're using, they could be paying for the bandwidth they're using instead of nine different accounts. One for your smartphone, one for your office, one for your internet at home, one for your TV set. Some people are paying for internet four times and using one at a time. So that's, I understand from this, uh, from, from the internet provider standpoint that, this is going to be get to be a huge, huge issue. At the same time, they can't automatically say, okay, you bought an unlimited plan. You're paying X amount of dollars per month. So we're going to adjust the amount of speed that you're getting. Because we always are selling bandwidth on this up to business. Well, how would you like to go to the gas station and pay $2.40 up to a gallon of gas? Well, today you might get a pint. Yeah. I Tomorrow know. you might get yeah. two pints. I, 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 there has to be some balance in in favor of the consumer somewhere, and I, and that's really the big thing. Is when we talk about the term net neutrality, we're actually getting into a realm where okay, how much money does Xfinity, Comcast, or or Directv have to give up because somebody has up a Netflix account and using their bandwidth to stream that video. So this gets real, real hinky. And I don't think Comcast wants to put themselves in a position to be the bad guy and say, well, if you bought your movie from us, you will get it at X speed with no interruptions and no blurps and no bubbles and everything will cut. No, but if you buy it from one of our kind of competitors who also supply us with dollars, that well, now you can't have it the smooth stream that you had. Yeah. But, yeah, most of it has to do with bandwidth and the amount of bandwidth available to each individual customer and how it's being dispersed. And then, of course, we're tying that together with privacy. Yeah, and I think ultimately 
it, it would turn into, hey, you want top-notch service? Pay for top-notch service. And if you want eh, so-so service, I mean, I, I think we're going to probably see the marketplace sort this out ultimately. That, oh, no question. Yeah. Um, that, that ultimately someone's going to step into the void and say, hey, for this dollar amount, we promise we're going to, you know, I, I think ultimately there's so much competition. You look at that for cell phone service, Doug. It is extraordinary. You know, you got Virgin Mobile coming in. You've got uh, you've got T-Mobile being very aggressive. AT&T, you've got Verizon all fighting it out. and 5G right around the corner. Yeah. 6G right around the corner. How long is it going to be before we're getting our TV off the cell phone towers? Not very long. So you're absolutely correct. But another large issue from, from if you look at it from the large picture of the main backbones of the Internet, right now there really isn't any decentralized location where I can get news and jump into billboards and jump into chat rooms. But if they start to section this down to where North America is kind of cut off from Europe and kind of cut off from the rest of the world, well, here again, in, in an attempt to control news media to certain specific areas of the globe, net neutrality is not our friend. I like going to BBC in Australia and reading what, what the news has to say in Australia to see what, what the U.K. thinks of what's going on in the U.S. It helps me to have a little bit broader view and give me more of an open-mindedness that I might not hear from the mainstream media here in the United States. And let's face it, media the last several years has taken a huge hit. And I personally think that the majority of them are doing top-shelf work, my opinion. But this nonsense of fake news, if you're getting it not only from your normal main cable channels, but you're seeing the exact same information being displayed from Australia and the U.K. and possibly even New Zealand, it really doesn't... We can actually even use translation equipment to read what the Russians have to say about our specific situations. I don't want to see net neutrality close off that particular access to my Internet. And that goes for when I buy something, too. It's possible that I could buy a product and have it shipped from England and have it cost me less money. Take a couple days to get here. But if they start to decentralize or monitor the territory where we can run our search engines and we can actually communicate with people, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And it's all wrapped up in this huge package called net neutrality. I mean, it's it's a big issue. All right, we've got to run to a break. Bill and Jane waiting on the phone lines. We have a number of texts as well. And we promise from here on out, we will take your calls and texts here on Tech Talk. Doug's been away for a while because of football, but he is back. Tech Talk, Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock here on the CECO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Thanks so much for joining us. Tech Talk with Doug in studio today. He's been away for a while due to football, but he is back. Without further ado, let's go to the phone lines and uh, let's bring in Bill. Bill, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. Great to see you back. Hi, Bill. What's up? Okay, this is a Linux question. Now, on this machine, I gave up on Windows 10, and I've been running uh, the uh, Ubuntu 16 
off of a USB drive, and I'm thinking about installing, but there's a few glitches on it, like some freeze-ups, even fading and going into black and white. Just want your take on that, Doug. Um, I, I think I'm going to suggest to you that you download Linux Lite. Put that on a USB drive and see how that runs. I, I, I think you might find it's a, it's a bit more stable. And Linux Mint is actually built on a Ubuntu platform. Linux Lite is not. Linux Lite is built directly on, on Debian. And I, and I have a feeling that that probably will take care of the issues. And it's a, it's a great interface. Uh, you won't have any problem with that at all. But try that before you start diving in. And, Bill, I hope that helps. Thank you for the call. All right. Uh, very good. A lot of folks going in that direction. Great way and uh, great, great way to preserve old equipment. Oh, nothing better. Absolutely nothing better. Uh, Linux Lite, the, the latest version is 3.6. Uh, Linux Mint is doing well. Uh, Ubuntu, they're doing great, great work. But Ubuntu also comes in different desktop versions. And make sure you're if you got an old, old machine, you're using like Lubuntu or LUbuntu. Uh, that's a, a much lighter version of Ubuntu, and it might work a little bit better. But Linux Lite is tough to beat, just tough to beat on this older equipment. All right, let's go to Jane and Woodbury. Jane, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jane. Welcome, welcome back, Doug. I'm, I really enjoy your show. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I've got two questions about Windows 10. We've had a, a new laptop here for almost a year now, and it has Windows 10 on it, and I'm still learning, obviously. But when I had Windows 7, I knew exactly how to delete cookies and temporary files and the browser history. I don't know how to do that on Windows 10. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to suggest to you, that you open up a web browser and go to google.com and just type in CCleaner space free. And that your first result should take you to Piriform. And make sure you get the free version and not the trial version. CCleaner will automatically take care of all that with one quick run. And you can have it forever for free. Although I do tell people once they see that it's truly beneficial to their computer, that they step up to the pro version. I think it's like 20, 30 bucks or something like that. But that will solve that completely for temp files, um, history files, cache files. And it's a quick run, easy to install, and perfectly safe. All right, uh, CCleaner. How do people find that? Uh, it can be tricky because some people put in S-E-A, but it's, it's C. It's double C-L-E-A-N-E-R, CCleaner. All right. Um, and then uh, just use a space and type in free, and your first result should take you right to the Piriform uh, website. Piriform is the company that that writes and supports CCleaner and Revo Uninstaller, and they have several undelete programs. Just a great company to do business with. But CCleaner is a godsend for Windows 10. Yeah. And that kind of keeps it lean and mean and Absolutely. all the junk out of there. Absolutely. And you know, it isn't just Windows. Every operating system and every piece of software is built around the redundancy of a computer. Computers are very, very good at repetitive tasks. If that operating system or software package even gets an inkle that something might be happening that isn't supposed to be, it will create a temporary file. And pretty soon all these temp files clutter up your hard drive and slow down your performance. So it's a good idea to get rid of that nonsense from time to time. 
All right, let's bring in Mark before the break. By the way, text line, great way to go. We're going to be going there following the weather break at 1-30-81807. That's 81807. But uh, to the phone lines, Mark in Plymouth, you're on the air. Um, hi, guys. Say hey, just a quick item. Sure. Uh, a lot of people that I would talk to don't like the interface, what Windows 10 looks like and feels like. And I found a program called Cloud Brings It Back and makes, makes it look like Windows 7 Pro. And... It saved a lot of people from <laughs> trashing their laptops and going to another uh, version of Windows. So Classic Shell, I found to be will work really well. And then the other two staples that uh, mirror what you just said, I love CCleaner and Malware Bytes. Oh, tough to beat. Classic Shell. <clears throat> I've actually been using Classic Shell since Windows 8 came out. There isn't a Windows 8 machine or a Windows 10 machine that hits my desk without getting Classic Shell. I love this program. You can still go back to the Windows 10 large icon screen if you happen to have um, a a netbook or something where uh, a two-in-one, for example, a 13-inch laptop that folds over. The, The Windows 10 interface, I think, is actually made and designed for mobile equipment. But if you're sitting down to actually work, Classic Shell will give you back the programs, separates the programs from the apps. It's a wonderful, wonderful package. And it's a free download. Now, with that said, if everybody downloads it and uses it for free and doesn't contribute to Classic Shell, someday it will go away. So from time to time, I try to send them a little money, 25 30 bucks here and there. I want to keep these guys in business. But you're absolutely correct. Classic Shell is a wonderful, wonderful interface. And really, many people have just, once I get my their computer back for me, I've only had like three people that asked me to remove it. And I've actually showed them how they could keep it on their computer and have the normal Windows 10 Shell. So it's a great call, and thank you so much, Mark. All Appreciate right, quick, that. Quick break. It is 1.31. We'll have the weather in a moment. And then more tech talk. We have some phone lines open. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment. 136 Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio today here on CCO. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Doug was away for quite a few weeks during the football season, but now that it's over, he is back. We have phone lines open right now if you want to talk to Doug. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And you can give us a call right now, and we'll get you on the air real quick like uh, from the text line at 81807, can you use Classic Shell on tablets? Are, are you aware? Does that uh, work on? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you're in a Windows environment, absolutely. Um, there really is no need if you if you have an iDevice. That, is that their interface is the same? Uh, it, but, yeah, if you've got a, a tablet, a notebook, a netbook, um, and the nice thing about Classic Shell is let's suppose that you want that programs menu, and you want access to your control panel. When I set up Classic Shell, I actually set it up to where when I hover my pointer over a control panel, it cascades the entire menu out to the right. 
So you don't even have to click. You're not digging around for, for things. Now, on a, on a smaller device, a tablet, you may want the actual Windows mode menu shell to be the default. So that will come up automatically, but then you click your start button, click classic shell, and it pops right into that mode. But the answer is yes. All right, very good. Uh, this one I'm sure is going to be a little touchy, but uh, we'll, we'll try anyway. Can music on an older iPod Touch be transferred to a new HP Windows 10 computer? That's Frank in Hutchinson. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, yeah, you really shouldn't have any trouble with that at all. If you've got an Apple account or an iCloud account set up, you can actually take and move that music up to the cloud at Apple. Install iTunes on your new machine and log into your iCloud account and bring it right back down into the PC. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah, but uh, where, where I was going to say probably not is if he's thinking of doing a direct transfer from one to the other. That's going to run into music licensing issues. And it can. They're really funny about all of that. But But if you already have an iTunes account, you should be in good shape. Yeah, see, that ties together all of the licensing yep, yep, and that's bypasses right. yep, all of absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, you can actually go into the folder and, and copy your music files and put them on a USB and take them over. But the problem, see, is you will lose your playlists. You will generally lose, unless you know how to dig around and find it, all of the artwork for your media. So you're, you're going to lose some glitz and glitter. But almost everything will play. Um, and to remember now, if you have VLC media player, it will play that format that came from iTunes. But as you mentioned, Steve, it's important today to make sure the music that you have on your machine is legitimate, is legitimate. You, you got to really kind of pay attention to that these days. Yeah. I think that's true with any software program or I mean, really, when it gets down to it, is stealing. There's a lot of pirated stuff out there once upon a time. I think they've done a good job cleaning it up, particularly when it comes to music, because all these music file sharing services, and there was a lot of lawsuits early on, they've got that sorted out. It's still really cheap. You you can get music relatively cheap. There's a lot of services out there. It's better to pay for it and do it the right way than to steal it. Well, no question about that. Uh, it, the days of pirating software are over. Yeah. There's just no two ways about that. If you want the program, even if you get it up and running, you have no idea where those files came from, if something's been hacked internally. And speaking of music, Stevie, Pandora has come out with what they call their premium account. $9 a month. You can actually search for music, download the music, create playlists. It's about half the price of Cirrus or XM. It, a tremendous value. Can't say enough good things about Pandora. And here again, they will actually manage your lists online. Even the downloaded music can be transferred via one machine to another through your Pandora premium account. I have Pandora Plus for $4 and some cents a month, and I am seriously considering going to the premium account. Love Pandora. Absolutely love it. All right, let's stay on the text line for a moment. We promise uh, we'll go back to the phone lines momentarily. John's waiting. John, we won't keep you waiting very long. 
hang on the line right there. Uh, once again, uh, from our text line, how can I stop Windows updates from interrupting when I turn on my computer to use it? Um, what's going on there? Underneath the updates, you can actually, and you got to get into PC settings and updates, you can actually regulate when this thing is restarting. If this thing is coming up every time you're turning on your computer, you got to clean out your update cache. And even though this program isn't meant to work with Windows 10, it works flawless. Download GWX Control Panel and make sure you get the portable version. Just go to Google, type in GWX Control Panel, download the portable version, and run it. There's a Prevent Windows Updates folder in there. I would stay away from that if you want to continue to get your updates. But there's also a little section that says click here to clean your update cache. And I have a feeling that this particular user needs to clean their update cache, restart their computer, and rock and roll. There's also a section under Classic Shell that will allow you to uncheck checking for updates every time you shut down which I think is a good idea. If you're getting updates when you shut down and then you turn it on, they're going to install as you're trying to power up your machine. So here again, Classic Shell is a tremendous program that will help in that endeavor. Uh, But that, I understand, this is kind of an annoying feature of Windows 10 for sure. Absolutely. I hope that helps. All right, another one from the text line. I have a Windows Vista running computer that we want to get rid of. What is the best way to uh, clear off the hard drive and then ultimately dispose of it? I'll just throw in on the disposal tech dump here in the Twin Cities. Uh, just do a quick search. Uh, go to Tech Dump. It's a nonprofit. They do great work in our community. Uh, there's one in Golden Valley. There's one over in St. Paul. Uh, they do a great job. But ultimately, getting it ready to dispose of, uh, how, how do you clean that up? Get well, that's up. interesting that you bring that up because even if you just pick that computer up and carry it into Tech Dump and tell them there's data on the hard drive, they're going to clean it right there on the spot. Right there. Well, They'll even take care of that for you. That, that, there is no better suggestion than Tech Dump to get rid of your equipment today. Uh, there just isn't. Yeah. You can't say enough good things about these people. In fact, I got to run over there with a pile of equipment already from my new place. So, yeah, that's uh, you hit the nail right on the head, Stevie, right on the head. All right, but uh, if you want to get your stuff off of the computer and you want to do it yourself for peace of mind, even oh, yeah. if you take it to a recycler, what's the easiest way to do it? Do you just reformat the drive? You can go that route. Okay. Um, you can jump on, um, on and look at Google and go right to your search box and type in drive wipe space. Put the word major geeks in. Major geeks has several programs that will actually utilize Windows to wipe the entire drive. And as you reboot, it'll take off the balance of what it's left even in Windows. Writing zeros and ones across the top of a hard drive is the most effective way to completely obliterate any data. If you're kind of handy, and you want to actually pull the hard drive out of the computer, you can actually do that as well. A hard drive outside of the computer, people would actually have to find the identical computer without even knowing what that computer might have been, 
and then try to put that hard drive back in to read the data, unless they're a professional and they've got external connectors. But it's really quite simple. Just look for a drive wipe, a drive wiper, and there are numerous ones out there. But me, I would trust TechDump 100%. They're going to wipe that drive. They don't want any liability whatsoever for any people's lost data or anything like that. So, yeah, either way is absolutely, absolutely the way to go. Yeah, and it's it's really a great uh, outfit, and they do good work in the community. So uh, we, we certainly both invite you to check that out. We we at some point should have them on for a few oh, minutes. Oh, God, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe next week or the week after we'll line them up and Absolutely. have them on for a few minutes. I'll give them a call next week, Stevie, and we'll put this thing together. Sounds good. Uh, let's, let's go to John in Eden Prairie. John, you're on Tech Talk with Doug. Hi. Hey, Doug. About two weeks ago, I lost my um, uh, Ethernet connection, and I don't know how to get it back. So I have... Uh, not much internet. Um, is this a laptop or a desktop? It's a it's a Dell desktop with uh, Windows 10. Okay. Um, with Windows 10, it might be that that adapter is, is shut off. I want you to give me a call a little later today. I should be home by about 3.30 or possibly next week. And I think that we'll check to make sure that you don't have a driver issue or something, but I have a feeling it's just been disabled. Uh, once we connect up, we'll we'll get this thing squared away. That's a rare instance. Windows 10 wants you absolutely on the Internet. So uh, unless something's happened to your hardware, and if it has, and a Dell desktop, we could probably get you a new NIC card to put in there, and we'll get you rocking and rolling. Uh, give me a call, and we'll definitely take care of that for you. All right, very good. Good call, John, and thank you. It is 147 here at CCO. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Mark and Maple Grove, more from the text line. Doug is back on Tech Talk Saturdays between 1 and 2 here on the CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Saturday is 1 to 2 here on CCO. Good to have Doug back in studio, and we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, By the way, uh, we may have time for a quick phone call or two at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to that text line again. I installed WebRoot, but it didn't ask me to remove my old Norton. Can I run both at the same time with no conflicts? Not a good plan. Yeah. Um, I actually would remove WebRoot first, then I would remove Norton. And in my opinion, you should be using Revo Uninstaller for both. After you get both those done, restart your computer and get your new WebRoot installed instantly. Now, I'm not a big fan of WebRoot. It, it, to me, it just, it's kind of resource-heavy. Um, I've had some issues with the installing and uninstalling. Um, in my opinion these days, Stevie, if you're looking for something external, an extra layer of protection, one should be advised that Malwarebytes Professional, I think it's like 30 bucks a year, you just can't do any better. These guys are all over it. They still have the free version of Malwarebytes, 
but now it's a trial version, and after a month it expires. But you cannot buy a better protection package, in my opinion, than Malware Bytes. I think this is just the ultimate. All right, and if you're running Windows 10, you're probably in good shape with Defender. I do, I believe that. Now, I have seen some older machines that have been converted from 7, where Windows Defender, for some odd reason, it still does the periodic scans, but the real-time scanner is unable to be turned on. I can't figure out what's going on. I don't understand what's happening there. And for those folks, I recommend to them immediately that they just get malware bytes if they want to keep running Windows 7 and just rock and roll. Uh, that's really your best approach. With a new normal, with a normal Windows 10 machine that you bought with Windows 10, Windows Defender really, really is adequate as long as it's running and everything is kept up to date. It's fast. It's clean. It seems to be doing a tremendous job, and that's really what we want: is adequate protection without a whole bunch of overhead. So that's um, that's my take on it. All right, let's uh, go to a quick phone call here. Jane in Eden Prairie. Uh, Jane, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. I just want to know what's the free antivirus that you recommend, and then if we like it, we can pay for it. Um, that would actually be Malware Bytes. Um, they've got a 30-day trial, and I think it's like 30 bucks a machine per year, and they give a discount if you get two years. I used to be a big promoter of Bitdefender. Still a great product, but the free version, they've changed this over the last six months. When too many of us out here in the wild start downloading the free and not buying, we're going to see these companies make adjustments. They can't continue to, to bleed dollars. Bitdefender is another great product. If you're planning on purchasing it, now let me say it again. If you're running Windows 10, Windows Defender is built in and it's running in the background. So that should should suffice. And I hope that helps. And if you have any problems, give me a call and we'll get you all squared away. All right. Uh, time for another quick call. We've only got about a minute. Uh, Marge, go quick. Hi. Uh, you had talked about decked up uh, for cleaning uh, hard drives. How do you spell that? Tech dump? Yeah, it's uh, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P. And and it's not really for cleaning. It's if you want to get rid of uh, old computer equipment, et cetera. It's a recycling service in town. Um, If you want to clean up a computer and give it to someone, you want to get all your old data off, say you want to give it to uh, a family member, a friend, whatever, uh, once again, how do you go about cleaning up your computer if you want to give it to someone else? Yeah, your best bet at that point is to get an external hard drive or a large USB flash drive, open up your documents, open up Windows Explorer, not to be confused with Internet Explorer, and just cut your data off of one and paste it onto the other. Once you're you're satisfied that you have all your documents, all your spreadsheets, music, accounting programs, whatever, Photographs. Once you're confident that you have everything, you can actually create a new profile, a new user, and then delete your old user. And that will also completely obliterate all of the folders that were once there. That's probably your best bet on a Windows machine. All right. uh, Very good. So a couple of options there if you have old equipment, uh, some old TVs, uh, some printers, etc., 
Uh, Tech Dump may charge you a few bucks. Just go to their website and find out more. If you have stuff you want to get rid of, it is uh, certainly uh, a great nonprofit here in the community that that does a good job. Uh, Doug, we're rapidly running out of time here on the program. Uh, One other one I I really quickly wanted to get back. Uh, People are paying... uh, apparently top dollar for high-end internet, but their computer's still running slow. I know this could be a long complicated, but they say they're buying the fastest internet available, but their computer still seems sluggish. What could be going on? That's actually possible. And and here again, CCleaner is going to be a huge, huge help. Um, and if it goes beyond that, you're going to have to get some tech to make sure that your hardware is operating properly. All right. So be aware of that. Start with the cleanup, though. Absolutely. Uh, CCleaner is going to be your best friend with any version of Windows. And CCleaner is available for a Mac as well. Not near as important on a Mac as it is on a Windows machine. All right, Doug, we've got to run uh, your phone number and email, sir. Uh, Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651 552-9543. And Stevie, I'll see you next week. All right. Uh, very good. And we'll try and line someone up from Tech Dump to come on for I'm going to run minutes. up there next week. Yeah, and talk about uh, what, what they're doing and uh, what it's all about. I think that would be a good service. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 